Welcome to the Conversion Tracking Playbook, where we share how to overcome tracking challenges that e-commerce brands face today and real-world examples of transforming data into insights. Welcome back to another episode of the Conversion Tracking Playbook. I'm your host, Brad Redding, and another solo one today for you. And we are going to be talking about holiday prep. I know it's only August or September, depending on when you're listening to this, but pretty crazy that Q4 is almost here and certainly anticipating the old Black Friday, Cyber Monday push to pull back even further into October this year, which means September is really the month to do a lot of that prep to make sure that you are in a great place when it comes to conversion tracking and on-site analytics. Before we get into that, I want to give a quick announcement to all of our customers that are listening to this. We had a pretty significant release on the week of August 14th. And you should see a notice inside your dashboard. Uh, the biggest thing for uh, for you are, are a couple things. One, we moved our data layer and server-side tracking all into one navigational item called My Tracking. So now you'll see your data layer listed as sources in addition to our webhooks and other sources. And then our destinations now combined server-side and client-side, excuse me, client-side, think GTM browser events, it's now combined into one setting. So if you need to deploy the Facebook conversion API and the pixel, we allow you to do that through one single interface. So you go through and select your product ID and transaction identifier and what channels you want you want to block and all that fun stuff. And then we configure your server-side settings and we automatically populate the pre-configured container that you would need to use for Google Tag Manager for the pixel side. So that is the biggest change that you might notice if you're you're used to going in there and just seeing the data layer navigation item. Again, now that's under my tracking. And then a couple other big destination releases, the Snapchat conversion API, that's now released. So you can utilize that. And that's for, it's a very similar setup as Facebook. You use a Snapchat Snapchat pixel in addition to the conversion API events. So those run in parallel and there are deduplication parameters in place. So that's there. And you'll also see that Universal Analytics and GA4 are now split up into separate channels. And with Universal Analytics, actually with both, you can send every single event server side. So that's page views, product views, add to carts, every single event you can send server side or you can choose to mix and match. So if you want to send some events client side and some server side, you can do that as well. So that is inside your dashboard. It's available for everyone. There are a few nuances. So if you log in and you don't see any tracking, if, you are, if you've been with us for a couple of years, you might need to re-authenticate your Shopify permissions. But if you get stuck, just let us know. There's a, there's a link in there to a support ticket or just email me, uh, brad at getlvr.com. All right, with that, let's get into the pre-holiday prep. So there's going to be five or six, maybe more uh, more than that tips I'm going to go through. Let's get into it. Number one, clean up your old unused scripts in GTM or your thank you page settings or your theme.liquid. This is what I've called for years, script graveyard. 
So you may test different channels over the year or previous years or implement different analytics tracking platforms. So think if you're, you're doing Hotjar and Microsoft Clarity and Full Story, and you have this tracking set up either in GTM or different, different places, now's the time to go through and basically do that cleanup or assessment of, okay, what do I have inside of GTM? What have I added to my thank you page settings? What have I added to my theme? And if you aren't using it anymore, just get rid of it. Just either delete it, pause it, or do just just get rid of it. Uh, the last thing that you want during the holiday season is to have just a stack of scripts that are loading on your site that's going to impact page speed. And you never know. One of these channels, they may end up having their own tracking performance issues that could just trickle down and impact the experience for your customers. So again, script graveyard, prevent that. Go through, do your own little mini audits, get rid of everything, and uh, that's number one. Number two, maybe this is a 1A, but this is somewhat different and a little bit more nuanced. And this is cleaning up your old triggers and variables in your GTM container. I wouldn't say this is as, it's actually not as critical as cleaning up old scripts, but if you have a container that's, gosh, three, four, five years old that you've been using, it's likely that you have triggers and variables, even from us, from Elevar, if you are an Elevar customer. Um, if you were using our V1 data layer and you upgraded to V2, there's likely some variables that are no longer in use from the V1 version of our app. For triggers, it's a little bit easier. You can just go to your triggers, just sort by how many tags the trigger is associated to. And if it's zero, you can just do a, a bulk delete and just get rid of those. So again, cleaning up your old triggers and variables Go to triggers, do that sort, look for anything that there's a zero and get rid of it. And then variables, you can do a sort by date creation and try to pick out things that might might no longer be in use. So those two, very focused on just general cleanup and uh, getting rid of that script graveyard. If you have any questions on those, just uh, shoot me a note. And the third one is migrating to server side where possible. So I know we have many Longtime customers and new customers that listen to this, if you are a longtime customer or even a new customer or not a customer, the transition to server side is, is accelerating, which we're happy about and we are evangelizing with many channels. And if you have a bunch of channels that are currently just client-side tracking through GTM or hard-coded in your theme, then just do a quick assessment on what channels do we support, does all of our support so for example, we have uh, some affiliates like Impact Radius and ShareASale, Volume, uh, a few others, but there are certain channels that allow you to implement their tracking server side, which means you can remove their global JavaScript from your site. And again, this is all around that site speed plus accuracy goal. So if there are any trackers that you can move to server side that doesn't require you to keep that on-site JavaScript, then do that. So that would help site speed. And then the obviously the added bonus of accuracy. So I'll link up in the show notes. I'll uh, add a link to our tracking integrations page so you can see all of our current active integrations. And uh, yeah, you will see that list. That list is going to grow even faster than it's been growing. We have many in the works right now. And hopefully we'll be rolling out more here soon in the next couple of weeks for you. All right. The next pre-holiday tip in terms of tracking are 
I'm going to tell a story. So we had, I think this was a couple years ago, and there was a heat map tool. I I don't want to name names because I can't exactly remember which tool it was, but there was a heat map tool that was running on many different sites. And they actually were experiencing what I mentioned a minute ago about their own script was overloaded. So I don't know if it was a platform load issue that they're experiencing that was trickling down to their script and ability to process data. But it was actually causing many sites to hang. So we were getting reports from different customers of like, hey, our site's slow loading. We see a script that's basically blocking the site or, or just, you know, it's not necessarily blocking the site, but you can see the spinner. So things are just waiting to finish loading. And it actually was a heat map tool. So something that we've started to advise since then is if you're using one of those heat map tools, like we do, so at Elevar, we use it as well, but we turn it on and off when we don't need it. So it's it generally we'll see you get the heat map tool installed and you just have it running on all pages and it's always running on every page all the time. During the holiday season, I would look at tags like that and either turn it off if you aren't going to use it during the holiday, if you aren't going to analyze and watch the video replays over the holiday period, then just pause it and then you can restart it when you are ready to use it. The other option you can do is instead of just adding the all pages trigger to it, you can create a custom trigger and just have it load on pages that you want it to load on. For example, if you created a new holiday page, let's say you have a spin to win page or something like that, and you just want to see how people are utilizing it, then just create a trigger that targets that page only. So then that particular JavaScript will only run on that page and it will not run on your home page and product pages and cart pages where you are not utilizing it. So this is a, I wouldn't say it's a little growth hack, but something that we don't see used very often. And again, it's all about just trying to minimize the number of scripts you have running in your site to maximize the site experience for your customers. And it can be other scripts as well. So you don't necessarily need to just think about, uh, think heat maps and more uh, qualitative type of analytics tags. It can be anything. All right, so I'm looking at my notes because I, I have something that's somewhat related to this that I, I'm just gonna, going to combine with this one I just went through with the uh, heat map example. Looking at tag trigger rules. So what I mean by that is by default, it's very easy to add a new tag to GTM that needs to fire in all pages and just set it to the all pages trigger. Now, if you are an Elevar customer, you likely see that some of your tags we've set up on the all pages window loaded. So the difference between the all pages versus the all pages window loaded is the window loaded trigger waits until everything on site is a, so think about your, your user interface, everything is loaded and it's essentially the last thing that will ultimately trigger a tag or multiple tags to fire. So that's a that's an an easy way. The impact is it's not going to be a massive impact. It does have an impact. You will see an impact on simple scoring tools, things like that. But you can actually take that a step further. I'll use the heat map example or live chat. So if you have Zendesk or another live chat that you might be loading, a little pop up bubble, those don't need to load right away. When a user first lands on a site, they don't need. You know, they're getting served the modal the email modal pop up. They're you know, doing a three-second test of do I want to continue, they don't need the live chat right away. So with those tags, 
you can set a delay trigger, so a timer-based trigger. So this is the trigger where it is going to wait 5, 10, 15 seconds and, until after a page load is done to then trigger and then serve that either chat or the help widget or start running the hot jar recording, et cetera. So that is a, again, something we don't see used too often, but that is one when you're working with your team, look, looking at all of the tags and different scripts you have running, you can create that bucket of what are tags that we want to run on every page, but they don't need to fire right away. They're not super critical. It's not our Facebook tag where you don't want to miss potentially any tracking. I would put those scripts into that potential to do a timer-based trigger delay. I would say that's a little guru expert GTM level. And uh, let's get into some other things that are more related around just conversion optimization and, and fun stuff. So for this tip, this is all around your event tracking. It's likely you have on-site event tracking. So looking at different behavior events like your navigation and what are people clicking on a product page and you are rolling out new landing pages and trying to analyze performance there. So if you haven't gone through and updated your event tracking across the site, go ahead and do that now. And especially if you aren't making any major changes to the site until you get to the holiday season, you want to make sure to go through and update that event tracking. So that, that encompasses a couple things. So the first thing is going to be make sure that you backfill your existing gaps of event tracking. You can use our Chrome extension. There's a little feature in there that's called What's Tagged. You just click that What's Tagged feature and it shows you visually on a page in purple. It'll show you what is tagged. And then what isn't covered in purple is so if it's just the white screen or a a feature that doesn't have a purple selection around it, that isn't tagged, that doesn't have an event tracked. So you can do that to find the gaps and you don't need to tag everything on site, but tag the elements that are critical to your CRO analysis and, and ultimately answering, helping you answer questions of the, is this particular feature helping or hurting conversions on site? So that's the first part of this, doing that delta analysis of figuring out what is not currently tagged. Then the second part is going to be getting rid of any of those old tags. So if you have some old event tags in GTM that were part of an older theme or older feature that no longer exists, then get rid of that. You can just delete those in GTM and uh, again, include that as part of your cleanup. And then the third is going to be around the analysis. So we have a data studio report that you can make a copy of. I'll put a link in the show notes. But just make a copy of this and there's a page by page setup where if you are using the common naming conventions like event category equals homepage, event category equals collection page, event category equals product page, this report will pull all of those events into one dashboard. So you can see this. This is very similar to that feature we used to have in our app, which was the events feature where we'd have that table grid that pulled in all this event tracking data. It's essentially the same thing, except now it's in Data Studio and you can do more slicing and dicing. But that's the third thing is make sure if you go through the process of setting up all this event tracking and cleaning it up, that you are analyzing it in an efficient manner. And you can use our free Data Studio report to, to help you do that. So the next step here, getting into the pre-holiday prep, is starting to test and experiment. We always get questions when it gets closer to holiday of, hey, what do you recommend? Should we keep A-B testing? Should we not? The answer to the first question is, hell yes. I've seen it work too many years, and I, by too many, I mean 15 plus. 
the brands that we've seen test and not crazy tests, but low to moderate testing, those that I've seen and test and experiment through holiday have maximized. So they've squeezed that extra juice out of all the traffic coming on site. So what do I mean by that? Many times there are holiday features, holiday navigation items, holiday UI, UX elements on site that teams or agencies will come up with for you and you will implement that. But many times you don't really know if that's going to help or hurt the experience. So testing it, validating it through a day of data, a couple days of data, that can really help maximize. So A, it can prove, hey, this is actually improving our conversion rate, our RPV, et cetera. Or you might learn, whoa, this is actually hurting us, this new UX element widget, whatever you, whatever it is, is hurting our experience and hurting conversion rate so you can get rid of it. So testing during the holiday season is something, again, use, use your best judgment, but I've seen it really just help Again, squeeze that extra juice. So finding those areas that really work and then doubling down on it or finding those new features or UI elements don't work and getting rid of them so you're not negatively impacting your conversion rate. But leading up to holiday is testing. So now you should be really actively testing different elements, new ideas, new concepts, testing your own beliefs. There was an episode I had a couple months ago and I'll link it in the show notes as well, but it's something along the lines of five experiments that you anyone can run today without needing any major technical assistance. Um, so it's really just five different types of experiments that you can run, and any marketer can run them. It doesn't require major engineering effort. So listen to that if you need some inspiration or, or ideas. But the long and short of this one is start testing, start experimenting, start finding those incremental wins to improve your conversion rate now. That way, when you get into holiday, you've really fine-tuned the site and the experience and can maximize the Q4. I guess, is it still just Q4? Maybe it'll start leaking into September this year. But using this time, the next 30 to 45 days to just test, 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 improve, measure, analyze, repeat, etc. All right, so the last one, last tip for at least today's pre-holiday prep episode is going to be around dusting off those old brand name holiday sale pages. So this is going to be the page variations. So think someone searching a brand name of you know Allbirds Black Friday coupon is make sure you own those terms. So the easy thing to do here is create a CMS page add whatever language to so make sure you're you're optimizing it for SEO, just having that coupon, Black Friday, discount code, whatever it might be, whether you offer coupons during Black Friday or not, but just own that search term. And again, the easiest way is to create a CMS page or a landing page, doing whatever you got to do, sharing whatever you got to share regarding your stance on Black Friday discounting and coupons and all of that. And uh, if need be, work with your Google Ads agency to see if you need to bid on that as well. So that's one that is, you might even have a page from last year that you created and you've paused it and making sure to not forget to get that back up and running and update it as needed. So you are not losing out traffic to all of those fun affiliates that you know are going to be working hard this Q4, trying to grab your traffic and take their 10 to 20% off the top as they drive people to your site. I have a bonus one. Speaking of coupons, 
I don't know how much longer this particular experiment will work as Shopify further just cracks down on customizations within checkout. And cracks down isn't really the right term, but I grew up in the Magento days years ago and checkout was as if you were a Magento customer back then, you know the different issues that popped up with checkout and people trying to scrape credit cards and all that. So Shopify has always been ahead of the curve on really maintaining security and privacy and checkout. And so this one, what we've, this is, gosh, this is probably a strategy that we shared a year or two ago, but there is a way that you can create a trigger listener inside of Google Tag Manager that looks for coupon code inputs and in checkout. And if somebody inputs a coupon code and gets an error, so there's an event, we actually will track that as an event and push it to Google Analytics. So you can see form input, coupon error, happened 200 times in the last seven days. And for that particular event, it had a 20% conversion rate, which means people that were coming into the, the site, adding the cart, getting the checkout, entering a coupon code that they're trying to use, that coupon, co coupon code is not valid, or maybe they're trying to double dip. And then they ultimately only convert 20% of the time. The other 80% end up bouncing. So there's a way to create that trigger. So listen for that form error, the coupon input form error, and then actually expose a message like, hey, sorry to see that this coupon code didn't work. Try this one. Thank you for being a customer. So trying to save those coupon hunters, especially over the holiday season and just giving them a, I don't know, whatever your base coupon, 10% off, whatever it might be, just to uh, increase that conversion rate instead of seeing people who try coupon code entry only convert at 20%. If you can get that to 40%, that could be a significant amount of revenue to save during this holiday period. I'm pretty sure that we have a guide on this. I can't promise it, but if we do have a guide that's public that I can share, I'll put that in the show notes. I know, definitely know we have a private one. So if you are a pro customer of Elevar, just shoot me an email if you want more details on this and see if we can get this in place for you if we have not already done it for you in the past. But hopefully we I have something that's somewhat public, publicly available that we can share. And uh, for those that aren't, aren't Elevar customers can maximize and utilize this little trick as well. So that's it. That's the pre-holiday prep episode, a bunch of insights on how to clean up tracking and you're getting your event tracking in place and starting to optimize. I hope this was helpful and uh, hope that you have an amazing week and obviously an amazing holiday season as we get closer and closer to Q4. Until that, I'll see you next week. Thanks. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, we release two new episodes per week. So be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else that you subscribe and listen to your podcasts. I also have a favor to ask. I'd really appreciate if you could leave a comment or a review so I can learn exactly how to improve future episodes for you. And last but not least, if you want to connect with me, find me on LinkedIn by searching Brad Redding at Elevar. That's E-L-E-V-A-R. Or you can DM me on Twitter. My handle is I am Brad Redding. I look forward to connecting with you. Thanks again. Thanks again.